0: 97.9 fm wchl is pleased to present caring connections with nicole bruno nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care alzheimer's care adult day care and home care she also worked as a family caregiver In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit at the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno.
1: Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. Joining me today is Peggy Best, and she is the Associate Director of Programs and Advocacy for the Alzheimer's Association. We are going to be talking about the 2016 Alzheimer's and Dementia Research Symposium, which focuses on neurogenerative diseases, brain changes, pathways, and treatment. And that's actually coming up this week. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you, Nicole. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I just sort of said a big mouthful of what this conference is. Give us a little bit of the details of when it is, where it is, and what time it is.
2: Alzheimer's and Dementia Symposium is going to be this coming Monday evening from 5 to 8 p.m. That's uh, February the 29th. And it will be held at the Friday Center in Chapel Hill from 5 to 8. And we're going to have a registration and reception from 5 to 5.45.
1: Wonderful. And is there a cost to attend?
2: No, there's no cost.
1: Okay, Wonderful. That is just a great gift to our community, and let's let's hear a little bit more about this gift. Talk to us a little bit about the benefit of attending this research symposium.
2: Well, I think it's really important, given that we have 160,000 North Carolinians age 65 and older that are living in North Carolina with Alzheimer's and related dementias, to be able to hear what's being done locally from researchers who are working in the field of Alzheimer's and related dementias. It provides an opportunity for Q&A to ask questions and get answers, Mm -hmm. but also a little bit of FaceTime with the researchers um, at the event.
1: Wow. So this is actually sort of uh, what's going on right now in our area yes. to help find a cure for this devastating disease. Exactly. Wow. That's That's phenomenal. And, you know, we really are blessed in the Research Triangle area. You know, we have several teaching hospitals here that are doing a lot of research for Alzheimer's. Can you talk to me a little bit about how the Alzheimer's Association supports researchers locally?
2: I know that we recently awarded Dr. Carol Colton, who is a professor of neurology and mm-hmm. a researcher with Duke University Medical Center, Wonderful. Uh, what we call a Zenith Grant, uh, to cover her research over the next three years. We've been fortunate to award Dr. Todd Cohen, who will also be a researcher as well in his ongoing work.
1: Awesome. That's, that's phenomenal. So, what are some of the topics that folks will be touching on? Are you aware of at the symposium this year? Uh, Yes, I do know,
2: given that I'm not a researcher, but I do know that Dr. Colton, is. uh, her work centers a lot on the immune system, Mm -hmm. and so she'll be looking at that.
1: And basically, um, we're going to be highlighting a number of other local researchers in the area as well at the symposium, correct?
2: Exactly. Dr. Ben Baer from the University of North Carolina at Pembroke will be there. Mm -hmm. He's looking at new and improved brain needs and strategies to help everyone age with their memories and their dignity.
1: That's wonderful. So and I I think it's great, too. You know, a lot of times people might view researchers up in an ivory tower and not be able to be touched by the average layperson. So I think that's great that you're going to give folks the opportunity to have a chance to actually ask questions. But, you know, for those listening, Alzheimer's is a a very devastating diagnosis to receive. And, you know, a lot of times people just don't feel like there's any hope. Um, I know currently there is no cure to prevent or slow the progression of Alzheimer's disease. And I think one of the confusing things, though, is that there isn't just Alzheimer's. There are many different types of dementia. Could you describe to us for those listening what the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia is?
2: Dementia is an umbrella term. Mm -hmm. And under dementia, you have several different types of Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or dementias, excuse me. And Alzheimer's is one of the dementias. It accounts for the 60 to 80%. It's the most prevalent Mm -hmm. that's diagnosed. But you have, for example, vascular dementia, Mm -hmm. Lewy body. So there's different types of dementia that falls under that umbrella. So
1: I guess for those listening, if you think about it, if you catch a cold, mm-hmm. for example, many different viruses can give you that "quote cold," but we have different symptoms related to the different virus that we have. So exactly. sometimes you might get sneeze, sometimes you cough, sometimes you have a sore throat. So similar to that umbrella of dementia, there may be many different types, but and some of the symptoms may be similar. Uh, but Alzheimer's is fatal.
2: Yes. If,
1: if in the end that is ultimately what you die from, you can die from Alzheimer's disease, yes. which is which is real scary. And, you know, I know that they haven't exactly said last I heard that it's a genetic disorder, but I think they're kind of getting closer and closer to that as, exactly. as a predisposition for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's also talk about the fact that Alzheimer's disease has move, moved up to a, a higher uh, level of leading cause of death.
2: Uh, yes, what we knew, know from our last year of our facts and figures in 2015 is that Alzheimer's is now the sixth leading cause of death in America, mm-hmm. as noted by the Center for Disease Control. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually had some people say they've heard that. It's moved up third, but right now from CDC, it's listed as the sixth leading cause of death.
1: Well, and I think, too, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the third because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times what's on the death certificate is maybe they died from a pneumonia or something else, but what ended, caused all that to occur exactly. was probably the underlying disease of Alzheimer's. So, exactly. yeah, I, I definitely think we're going to be seeing that go up and up and up, which is new, not good news necessarily for the folks getting it, but for potential research dollars, yes? Yes, So let's talk about the head-heart connection. Well, one of the things
2: that the Alzheimer's Association, we really advocate in our platform is, is that we believe there's a healthy body, healthy brain connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know potentially how that looks because there is ongoing research where that's concerned. Mm-hmm. But um, the risk of developing Alzheimer's or vascular dementia appears to increase as a result of, you know, many conditions that damage the heart of the blood vessels. And mm-hmm. so there's ongoing research to look at how high blood pressure or diabetes or a stroke anything, heart disease, that Mm -hmm. could potentially be a contributing factor.
1: Kind of the way I've heard it for layman's terms is what's good for the heart is good for the brain. Exactly. So, you know, and of course, I'm just as bad as everybody else listening here today. They want us to move around more and exercise. I'm the worst ever at exercising. Um, They want you to eat a really healthy diet, you know, and I think part of the reason why the United States has a higher prevalence Than other countries is really, unfortunately, we are a pretty apathetic society when it comes to convenience foods. We want it fast, we want it easy, all these refined foods Mm -hmm. that we eat, and just the fact that, you know. We don't even have to get up to change a channel on our TVs. We don't even exactly. have to move. Basically, we have computers on our phones now. So it's I think it's not looking too good for us in the future if we don't get moving. Right, Peggy? <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting scared here for sure. We need to take a quick break. But joining me today is Peggy Best, and she's the Associate Director of Programs and Advocacy. And we're talking about the 2016 Alzheimer's Dementia Research Symposium that's going to be held this coming Monday, February 29th, from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Friday Center. And folks, this there is no cost to attend this. So you definitely want to get there that evening. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections, and joining me today is Peggy Best, and she is the Associate Director of Programs and Advocacy for the Alzheimer's Association. We are talking about the upcoming, in just a couple of days, 2016 Alzheimer's and Dementia Research Symposium. So this is where you want to go to get the latest and greatest information about Alzheimer's and dementia research in our area from the top researchers in our area. So this is a pretty exciting thing to be happening in our community. It's going to be on February 29th from 5 5 to 8 p.m. at the Friday Center. So looking forward to being there. I'll be there as well. And Peggy's going to highlight for us just a little bit of more information about the actual Alzheimer's Association, what they do for their community, the types of um, programs and services that they provide. Peggy?
2: Um, the Eastern North Carolina Chapter is located in Raleigh, and we're very fortunate to ha- to offer support groups in the local area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do support group facilitator training and community educator trainings to for people to be able to help us move our mission forward forward in the surrounding rural areas, mm-hmm. wherever we need help getting into the community to provide education.
1: Wonderful.
2: Um, we also have our one 272 3900 helpline. Okay. It is 24-7, 365 days a year. Families are encouraged and it's not just families, it's for professionals mm-hmm. and persons with dementia to call with any kind of issues or th- behavior symptoms, mm-hmm. anything that they consider to be an issue that they're facing to call. Mm-hmm. And we are fortunate to be able to offer this nation wide. We've been told several times that no one knew that Mm -hmm. there was a 24-7 helpline Mm -hmm. to help someone with Alzheimer's or related dementia. And
1: that's pretty awesome. And I know I've actually been to that help center and I've seen it for myself. They actually have licensed clinical social Mm -hmm. workers. So this isn't just Joe Schmo on the corner picking up the phone saying, hey, how can I help you today? These are people specifically trained 24 hours a day. If your loved one's up wandering in the middle of the night, and you just can't take in another second and need some ideas. They're there to help you, Exactly, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing out there that Exists like that you might get an answering service at other places but this is you know, really an individual that's trained specifically to help you. So kudos for the Alzheimer's Association for doing that. I know you're also excited about um, something that uh, President Obama signed into place. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, we're very excited. In December of last year, uh, we had a historic $350 million increase for Alzheimer's disease research funding that's going to be included in the FY 2016 budget. And that's on top of the um, money that has already been allocated for Alzheimer's disease research. Research, and it just brings additional funds to the National Institute on Health mm. in order to um, invest into Alzheimer's disease research and what we're looking at towards the future, bringing probably, hopefully, to about $1 billion a year.
1: Wow. So. That's, that's getting to be a number that might make a difference.
2: Yes. I, that's sure I hope awesome.
1: so. You know, you Google Alzheimer's disease and you'll come up with hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of pages of people posting personal stories, blogs, just tidbits, ideas of what worked for them and what didn't. One thing I caution you, though, when you use the Internet, it's a wonderful thing, but it also can lead you down the wrong path. So I have to say, for those of you listening today, one of the v- the very best websites you will ever find if you want to really know what you can trust about Alzheimer's disease is the Alzheimer's Association main website, and that can be found at www.alz.org. And then if for information about research, you go to the alz.org slash Research And that is just an amazing resource for you. And there are very few that I would, you know, publicly tout as one that you can trust for the latest and greatest. Because, again, you read the other pages, just know that you're reading them, but read it with a grain of salt because it may not be the accurate information out there for sure. So I know those listening today, you know, they may have, they may have know somebody or or be caring for someone or be concerned about someone that they feel like gosh or maybe themselves, do I have Alzheimer's disease? And I know the Alzheimer's Association has come up with a Know the 10 Signs campaign that's pretty phenomenal and really outlines very easily to understand for folks listening the 10 signs of Alzheimer's disease, the things that you should be watching out for. Would you mind highlighting just a few of those, Peggy? Sure.
2: Um, With our know the 10 signs, one of the things we're looking at is memory loss that disrupts daily life, sometimes forgetting names or appointments can be a typical age-related issue mm-hmm. because some of the keywords are sometimes or occasionally or forgetting now but being able to remember later.
1: Well, gosh, yeah. I mean, the lady who just came in here to set up my tape—this is the third time she came in—and I still don't know what her name is. So, <laughs> I think I'm in trouble.
2: <laughs> but you know what? You'll probably remember. I'm You'll not be sure. able to recall. Oh boy. <laughs> um, and some of the other signs are confusion with time or place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the more common ones that we hear from a lot of families or asking repetitive questions Mm -hmm. over and over again. And one of the key points that we like to let people know is if you are noticing these signs, Mm -hmm. um, one of the distinguishing factors is if it affects activities of daily living, Mm -hmm. if it's outside the norm, we are always going to advocate your first recourse is to get them in to be truly evaluated, Mm -hmm. to ensure that it's not something that's outside of dementia. Oh, and a
1: lot of things can mm-hmm. cause these symptoms. I mean, simply you know having a bladder infection.
2: Exactly. Not
1: eating properly, not getting enough sleep. Sometimes medications you're on, or you, right. they're taking the wrong amount of medication. All these things. Just so you're listening, if you're seeing these things, these can mimic dementia, and so these things potentially can be reversible. Mm-hmm. So we got to rule out even depression. Exactly. We have to rule out all those other things before we actually give that Alzheimer's diagnosis. Give us a couple more. Well, Well,
2: changes in mood and personality, Mm -hmm. one of the things that we like to let people know that we hear a lot of times when we're doing education in the community is that a lot of families think, well, this is a personality disorder. They've always been this Mm -hmm. way or it's a mental health Mm issue. And what we know about Alzheimer's, it is an actual organic brain disease, mm-hmm. that if you were to be able to see it, you would notice that the brain begins to atrophy. They can't and get help smaller. it. Exactly. This
1: is not about you. It's about them and what they're going through exactly. for sure.
2: I always like to tell people things to keep in mind when you're working uh, with a caregiver or someone with dementia is keep it short, keep
1: mm-hmm. it simple.
2: It's not about being right, and it's not about being factual. It's about meeting them where they are.
1: And it's about saying you're sorry a lot.
2: Exactly. Even
1: if it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. I agree, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) So joining me today is Peggy Bess, and we are talking about the 2016 Alzheimer's and Dementia Research Symposium. That is coming up on Monday, February 29th from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Friday Center. There is no cost. Do you encourage folks to register in advance, though?
2: We would ask that they call our 1-800-272-3900 to register. So that's 1-800-272-3900. To
1: register. But if they don't, can they still come?
2: Yes, ma'am, they can.
1: Okay, okay. So if you're just hearing about this through the grapevine, you know, they're not going to turn you away. They want you there. They want you getting this information. We are going to take a quick break, and joining me today is Peggy Best, the Associate Director of Programs and Advocacy for the Alzheimer's Association. We will be right back. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections, and joining me is Peggy Best, who is the Associate Director of Programs and Advocacy for the Alzheimer's Association. We are talking about the 2016 Alzheimer's Dementia Research Symposium. And that is coming up this Monday, February 29th, from 5 to 8 PM at the Friday Center. And Peggy, there's no cost to this. You encourage folks to um, actually register if they can at your one 800 number, which is one 800 272 to 3900 That's 1-800-272-3900. But if you can't, you can still come on. They'll, they'll welcome you with open arms. They don't want to turn anyone away that wants to get information about the latest and greatest Alzheimer's research from the very best and brightest researchers in our community. Talk to us again a little bit more about that conference and, and tell folks what they can expect.
2: All right. Well, we're very excited to have um, uh, researchers, two researchers from the University of North Carolina, one from Pembroke and Mm -hmm. one from Chapel Hill. And then we have a researcher from Duke University Medical Center, Dr. Carol Colton. And just to go back, Dr. Mm -hmm. Ben Baer is from the University of North Carolina at Pembroke. He runs Bear Lab to find treatment for people who are the experts on dementia, you know, those who are living with it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Todd Cohen from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill also looks at underlying causes of Alzheimer's disease and other related forms of dementia, but also works in um, ALS. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Colton looks at the immune response and what that how that might affect Alzheimer's or is that a risk mm-hmm. for Alzheimer's disease and we're very fortunate our moderator is going to be Dr. Peggy Dilworth-Anderson who is a professor of health policy and management but also is a member of the global council on brain health and so we're very excited to really showcase what's being done in this area in the North Carolina area mm-hmm. as it, uh, as far as research is concerned. Mm-hmm. Locally,
1: that's awesome because again, we are uh, we do ha- we are very blessed in this area with the very best and brightest in our country. So I'm so glad that we're able to bring this here to the Friday Center and that you all have championed this cause for the folks listening here today. Now I know you brought with you Peggy some resources, some I guess some of the Bibles, I so to speak, uh, for folks with Alzheimer's disease and their caregivers. And the one that is known as the Bible is the 36-hour day. Talk to us a little bit about that book.
2: Well, it's basically just a Family Guide to Caring for Persons with Alzheimer's Disease, Related Dementions, and Memory Loss in Later Life. Um, our 2016 Facts and Figures is slated to be released this year, I think, by the end of M- March. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. usually every March. That's great. That's exactly. Awesome.
2: And then we have a local uh, physician with Duke, Dr. Mm-hmm. Doris Swami and Lisa Gwyther, who've written a book called The Alzheimer's Action Plan. But there is a lot of information out there. And, and you know, there are some people who may want something else besides a publication or a book mm-hmm. and so that we know that there's some media out there and videos mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. as um, the Alzheimer's Project which is through HBO and is free that you can access online. Great. Um, Alive Inside, which talks about music and memory. Still mm-hmm. Alice is a movie that was made last year mm-hmm. to talk about younger onset Alzheimer's, and then of course everybody or most people are familiar with Glenn Campbell and his document documentary I'll Be Me.
1: And I know you know folks want to have an in person consultation. Yes. You do offer that at yes. the office, and so how would folks go ahead and get a hold of you, Peggy? They can call our office
2: directly at nine one nine. 803 And if they will, they can just let the front person know that they need to speak to me, Peggy Best. If I'm not in the office, they will definitely take a message and they will make sure that I get the message. And then sometimes I can schedule an in-office consultation.
1: Great, wonderful. So again, folks listening today, February 29th, be there or be square. (laughs) 5 to 8 p.m. at the Friday Center is the 2016 Alzheimer's and Dementia Research Symposium, Neurogenitive Diseases, Brain Changes, Pathways, and Treatment. We hope to see you there that day. And as always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease.
0: Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by Watch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelborough.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's news, talk, and Tar Heel station.